You can't be too sure about anything. But sometimes, you have to give yourself the benefit of the doubt. So what did you think, or what did you not believe you could do? That's a tough one, isn't it? Like, sometimes you outsource stuff, which is a good thing to do. Especially when you're completely incompetent in something. But, uh, you know, as a homesteader, and as people that are crafters of things, sometimes we just do it ourselves, and we roll up our sleeves and we fucking do it. We do it, don't we? And to those of you that have done that, despite all difficulties, because it's not always going to be easy, and you're going to run into difficulties about stuff you don't even know exists, because you have no experience in what you're doing. But it's okay. You know why? Because I believe in you, and as long as you believe in you, you know that God believes in you. And uh, life is a series of mistakes that we learn from. Right? I'll tell you what. Mistakes are the most powerful learning tool that I have ever had in my life. Welcome to the Poultry Homestead Podcast, everybody. I'm sure glad you're here. Boy. I haven't made a podcast, I don't think, in over a month. You know, I was out hunting and changing jobs, and I had a lot of homesteading items to do, and it has been a shit show of epic proportions for the last month and a half. A lot of life changes. Um, and, you know, rightfully so, we... Uh, These life changes are good. And my hunting season was great. I mean, not top five by any means, but it was a great hunting season. Um, Definitely satisfactory. And then, uh, you know, homesteading, uh, we did something that other people just don't normally do. We, We bit off everything we could chew and we chewed it all we got it we did not bite off more than we could chew even though biting off more than we can really chew is our mo but usually we just chew faster if that's the case but uh yeah yeah it's been good been good i got a doe this year uh maybe i've made a podcast since then maybe one but uh got a doe this year so butchered that up right away and uh one of my friend's kids came and helped and um, also, uh, I got a change in careers. So, uh, if you're ever in the, uh, McLeod County, Minnesota, and you see one of those trucks with a snow plow on the front of it, plowing the snow off the road in the wintertime and putting salt down where, uh, the stop signs and curves and where heavy snow is, I might just be one of those guys because that's my job this winter. I plow roads for the county. It's an amazing career, actually. I, I, I love it. It's a hell of an adventure because uh, when it's snowing, you know, and everybody else is curled up in their house and doing shit, 
you're out there in the middle of it moving the snow and uh it's it's actually very satisfying it feels like you're actually doing the world good it really does it feels like you're doing some good in the world plowing the snow off the roads and slapping a little salt down so nobody dies so uh that being my new job and uh kind of on call all the time i guess i don't mind and um I'm pretty happy and excited about it, and we'll see where it goes from here. You know, I mean, there's a lot of maintenance and tree cutting and uh, road patching and crack filling that we do in the summer months, and, you know, culverts and beaver dams and stuff like that that we take care of, and a lot of equipment maintenance and everything else that uh, rolls on with all this. So I don't, I don't foresee uh, any problems with this job i really like it i like the people i work with and uh it's pretty much the easiest job i've ever had in my life and 90 percent of the time i know exactly when i'm gonna get home so i've never had that once in my life and uh it's a good career change so all right now that that's under the bridge we can get on to some homesteading so anyway uh the the details in this story may get slightly graphic so, if uh, you're not into any details about dispatching an animal, um, I completely can agree with you that uh, it did not go as planned, and it sucked. And um, I'm, I'm definitely uh, need to improve the way I do it. But, uh, yeah, so, anyway, we, we butchered Banjo. Now, Banjo was an Angus Scots Highlander cross. He was not quite yet two years old. We had been feeding him, and he was big. He was big. I mean, big boy. Okay? And uh, he had a hell of a hide on him, which is natural when you're a Scots Highlander, you know, and all that. But, uh... Yeah, it was a good thing. It was a good time. Other than the dispatch, it was a very good time. And um, please listen to me when I say this, that I made mistakes. I wish I could go back and change them and uh, all that. Uh, Keep that noted, and uh, next time it will go much better. I'm sure of it because I have researched and found out a lot since by making those mistakes. So, uh, here goes. Anyway, so uh, I had to give myself a pep talk because, you know, Banjo was kind of tamed up as we had him, you know. And when you're going to be butchering a beef and uh, somebody like Banjo, you know, I mean, he wasn't exactly tame tame, but you could pet him on the head. Tame. And uh, so I thought, I'm going to make this as quick as I can. And I'm going to get the biggest gun I have. And I'm going to smack him right between the eyes so him and me and nobody else has to even think about it for a second. So I got my 20-gauge slugs. And this wasn't a good thing. (laughs) I waited till his head was down eating hay. And uh, I was literally about 12 feet away. I put the gun down, tried to smack him right between the eyes. And I did. I smack him right between the eyes. 
And then he just walked back a little bit. Like it bounced off. You know what I mean? And then he steps sideways. Well, then, you know, I'm like panicking. And he's stepping sideways, walking around, looks away from me. So I catch him right behind the ear. I miss once. You know, and I'm going for all headshots because I want him to drop. And he is not dropping. <laughs> so then as he goes, you know, I'm a deer hunter. So naturally what my instinct was is he went sideways on me. So I caught him right behind the shoulder once. And none of these slugs went completely through him. That's how big of an animal he was. Now, just about every slug and every animal I've ever shot has gone completely through all these animals. But they didn't go through him. He's a big boy. And uh, so naturally I got that, and that was my fourth shot. And meanwhile, he fell against and ruined the cow fence, the chicken fence, and he's sitting out by the road, dying wiggling on the ground and uh i was having a hell of a time with this but anyway i went back up to the garage got another slug still wiggling caught him behind the head and uh, that pretty much ended it that was pretty much the end all shot right there and um you know the, the old farmers they say you know just catch him right behind the, te- the head with a 22 uh they'll just go right down and I talked to another guy, and he said if you're going to shoot them face on, you actually have to have their head up looking at you so that when that slug goes in there or that rifle bullet goes in there, it actually <clears throat> hits them in the spine, like right after it goes through their brain. And then they'll go down. And, yeah, I had a hell of a time. It, it, it didn't go quick. Uh, but when he was dispatched... Um, after that, I was thanking the heavens, but it took, you know, I mean, it really probably the whole process probably only took a minute and a half, but I wanted it to take a second and a half. Does that make sense? I mean, I am completely an advocate of treating these animals with great respect. And yes, we do eat meat, but good God, I wanted him to drop and I wanted him to not know what the hell happened. And guess what? He did not drop. And he knows a lot of what happened. And that is completely my fault and my responsibility. Um, what I did was legal. Uh, if anybody wants to send me an email and give me a death threat, that is absolutely fine. Um, you know, I, I already feel very guilty about how it went. And next time it will go much better. Um, you know, like my wife said, it's too bad you couldn't just give them an injection. You know, of something that was non-lethal to us for the meat and all that. And just get him, you know, get him taken care of. And no noise, no gun, just dies. You know what I mean? But you can't do that. So, you know, it's it's just too bad. I, I, I felt bad for Banjo. And uh, just didn't feel good about myself either as after all that had happened. But, you know, long story short, the dispatch didn't go well. Next time, I'll do better. But, um, yeah, um, the butchering itself. Now, as I was dragging him over to get rid of his guts, 
uh, I, I excavated a spot and I wanted to bury the guts so the dogs and the chickens and all that stuff wouldn't get them. And um, so I excavated a spot, got him drug over there, got the guts dumped out. My tractor, which is a subcompact tractor, could barely lift him up. Okay? I don't know how much he weighed, but I could barely drag him and barely lift him up. So we got, got the guts out, got those rolling out, got him drug over there, got him lifted up so we could get the guts out. That was really hard to do for that tractor, just a little subcompact, uh, just an FYI for you. Um, but after that, uh, I could drag him and lift him okay, but you know my, my lifting height on my tractor isn't that good, so I can't lift a whole steer off the ground and then skin it off that ground like that. So what I had to do, <clears throat> excuse me, um, what I had to do is I had to split him in half right behind the rib cage. I did his front half, and then later in the day I did his hindquarters, which it actually took two days to debone, to skin, debone, and get the fat and tallow off how I wanted and keep the fat and tallow on how I wanted. I cut steaks, roasts, and a lot of, about 200 pounds of beef for grinding in this process. Um, that took two days. I did have an LEM big bite, one horsepower meat grinder. Now, let me tell you, I am not paid by LEM to advertise this, but I will tell you this, that fucking meat grinder is the cat's ass. Um, my wife can use it. She's, it's just that easy. She washed it all, washed all the meat, all the trimmings and everything. And, um, that meat grinder can take, that was the easiest part of this whole butchering process was grinding. Uh, packaging, once you get good at packaging, what we do is we use the white, um, freezer paper that you buy at the supermarket. Next time I'll probably get a really big roll. (coughs) Excuse me, my throat's getting a little dry. But anyway, um, next time I'll probably buy a really big roll and actually get a, like, commercial size thing. But, um... Yeah, we got the Big Bite Meat Grinder, um, and, and we packaged it up, and that, that ground beef, I did what, the closest thing to a pound is what I could do, it was just kind of guessing, um, I did not weigh the hamburger, I'm sure if you wanted to, you could, but two days of butchering later, and a whole beef, I was like, fuck it, we're just gonna put this in there, and, uh, call her a day, that went amazing, and my mother-in-law was there after I, I was packaging them, and she was labeling them, uh, you know, beef, you know, or hamburger. Um, it, it was it was great. It was wonderful. Totally awesome. Um, I did not hang my beef. I will tell you in the future as to whether or not this comes and bites me in the ass or not. Um, because it, it actually is supposed to separate um, some of the meat fibers or whatever you call that but um i don't know i do this to deer all the time and it works great so whatever and the grind the grind who cares you know if you're grinding it 
nobody cares about that. So anyway, we'll we'll see what happens, you know, and and we'll just we'll just play it by that, you know. And um, other than that, I, I also got this um, knife kit. It's actually a game processing knife kit uh, with a sharpener and two knives from LEM, and that is really good. It's, it worked out really well for us. Um, the knives might get dull kind of quick, but they actually take an edge really quick too, which was really nice. Um, there, I had a bunch of cutting boards and tables set up. I have two eight-foot tables. I have four butcher block cutting boards that are about uh, 24 inches by 36 inches that we use. Um, I had pails for some of the scraps and stuff that we could put in the chicken pen. Um, and the chickens loved it. Um, <clears throat> so that went really well. Um, almost every bone and the head fit in the garbage can for the garbage guy to take the next day. So that worked out well too. And, um, yeah, you know, so, and the hide, I don't know, I did not save the hide for anything. I mean, you could seriously have made like a huge coat out of that, but it would have weighed like 50 pounds. Seriously. Um, but, uh, yeah, we got rid of the hide. Uh, we, we took that out too. But you got to keep in mind, I mean, the guts weighed as much as 300 pounds, I'm thinking. And the hide weighed over 100 pounds. Um, actually, the lightest thing was his bone structure. Um, that did not weigh very much uh, going into the dumpster. And uh, his head weighed a lot because it's a big old Scots Highlander Angus cross. But... Um, Keep in mind that we got every single little piece of meat we could off of this thing. Um, you know, there was some that got tainted because uh, the hindquarters, I, uh, I hit the guts when I, um, when I was gutting him, you know. So a little bit of meat got tainted there, but it was only about a steak worth of meat off of a whole cow. So I was pretty happy about that. Um, other than that, you know, it went really well. Uh, I had to make sure that I had a freezer that I could keep him in. Um, so I got about a four foot wide chest freezer and that's about 22 inches deep or so. And um, I mean, yeah, but the depth of it is about two and a half feet deep, you know, as you reach into it. And I got a hog coming next week that uh, was butchered at the meat market because we just didn't have time to do it um, as these hogs were maturing. So um, we are really excited about uh, having having Banjo butchered. We're also really excited about uh, having this hog come in too. Our complete, our stand-up freezer with all our 70-whatever our chickens that we have and all of our garden tomatoes that we froze and oh my goodness all the venison that we have uh from that deer plus banjo plus a hog so right before christmas right now we're looking pretty snazzy and we're honestly gonna have so much meat i don't know 
I'm pretty sure it's going to last more than a year. And I'm happy. You know, I'm just happy that this is all done. It's going to be a really long time before I butcher anything else. Unless I get a deer this year. You know. But uh, not too much more deer hunting going to be in my future. So, anyway. Who knows, but... um, Long story short, that's just kind of how it went. And in butchering a beef, if you don't cut something perfectly, you can always grind it. You know what I mean? I mean, separating the muscles is actually pretty easy if you just kind of look at how the muscles are separated and you're, and you're able to do that. Uh, I watched a lot of YouTubes and stuff like that, but the main thing I was really worried about was the two briskets. And then the steaks, you can make anything you want into steaks. It's just whether or not it's going to be a high quality or not. But, um, yeah, you know, I mean, the meat did not have any real marbling in it, you know, like I was thinking it would. It was actually pretty lean. But long story short, you know, we when we ground it, I kept a lot of fat on there. And we, we it worked great. And, um, yeah. You know, I never in my life thought I could butcher a whole cow. But guess what I just did last weekend? I butchered a whole fucking cow. You know, my wife helped, my mother-in-law helped, my daughter helped, my buddy helped, his two boys helped. Whole bunch of people helped. Whole bunch of people got free meat, too. (laughs) So, I mean, it worked out great for everybody. I'm so happy that we got it done. Um... I learned a lot about the dispatch of an animal. You know, I've been a hunter my whole life. I just did it wrong. Next time I'll do better. So, anyway, long story short, there we go. It's going to be good. We're going to have plenty of meat coming up here. And I'll tell you how the steaks and the roast do as far as hanging goes. Uh, We did not hang. But, you know, it might be all right. You know what I mean? It'll be all right. There's all kinds of places that don't hang shit and if they're a little tough well maybe we'll have to use the instapot (laughs) anyway god bless you and thank you i appreciate you tuning in today if you want to connect ziggy underscore 519 at yahoo.com god bless you anyway have a good one